0: This. 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 this is mythical. What's the best sparkling water? The sport crew says they have the answer. Check out their ranking of the best sparkling waters on the market, flavored or not.
1: The fusion food movement started as a well-intended vehicle to combine flavors from different cultures. But does the rise of Instagram sensations like the sushi burrito, the waffle taco, and the kimchi pizza burger epic Sunday supreme mean the movement has gone too far? This is a hot dog as a sandwich.
0: Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I
1: put ice in my cereal, so what? That
0: makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. What?
1: Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog's a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Scherer.
0: And I'm your host, Nicole Hendizade.
1: And today we are talking about the truth of fusion food. So this came <laughs> up. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. Uh, this came up pretty organically. I guess, like <laughs> like most of the topics yeah. that we do, you know, we always talk about how we we started this podcast because we would all. Have... <whistles> we always talk about how we started the. What? My (laughs) mouth don't work good.
0: Your brain is working faster than your mouth is.
1: No, I think both are working slower than they need to be. (laughs) As I was saying, we started this podcast because we would just have these sort of food debates and discussions in the kitchen. Yeah. And this started pretty organically where we were talking about the sushi burrito. Yeah. And how I think we're both pretty ethically against the sushi burrito. It's whack. It's whack, right? It's whack. So, for people that don't know a sushi burrito, uh, when I first heard the term, I thought it was an actual flour tortilla with sushi ingredients inside it kind you of layered. Did. Yeah because I mean this is this is a while ago. This is a sh- shout out to Sushi Burrito OG's Kim Bob Rex and Jogasaki Sushi Burrito in Los Angeles.
0: Jogasaki yeah. Jogosaki, yeah
1: they used to come to First Fridays in Venice all the yeah, time.
0: Yeah exactly. And that was so back funny.
1: when like the idea of a Sushi Burrito was so exciting. Yeah. And then I went to actually eat one and found out what it was which is a large uncut sushi roll. Yes. That had you know kind of lower grade fish and I am a man who will eat the lowest grade fish possible. I, I eat, am
0: also a woman who will eat low grade fish. Yeah
1: you, you grow up in LA like you're going to a lot of sushi spots and i don't think there's anything wrong with that
0: i love a good sus spot
1: a good sus sushi like i'll, yeah. I'll even i ate a lot of sushi from 7-eleven in high school for lunch
0: do you know what my ideal uh dinner is
1: i'd like to hear uh, about it
0: pavilion sushi yeah i love pavilion sushi Dude,
1: Pavilion Su- they they struck gold with whatever company they're contracting yeah. to make their sushi in pavilions i fully agree <laughs> I i'm down with stuff. the whole food sushi a couple albertson's ralph started biting on that train
0: i can't do trader joe's though
1: no, because Trader Joe's old. They don't have anyone fresh making it in store. Gives me
0: the tummy gurgles.
1: <laughs> I get a, I get the tummy gurgles from a lot from Trader Joe's. But anyways, we decided we would save our discussion about the sushi burritos for the podcast. Um, it's funny because we have nothing to talk about in the kitchen anymore. <laughs> but we kind of boiled down to the fact that this is fusion food that has gone too far afield.
0: I just think they're they're using the word burrito when they shouldn't be using the word burrito. You should just call it what it is, which is uh, sushi log.
1: Yeah, sushi log. Yeah. Th- this is kind of a semantics issue, right? Yes.
0: I think this is where, like, with fusion food, semantics is, like, really, really important to, like, define what things
1: are. 100%. And that's also really important to this podcast and, like, the stuff that yeah. we talk about, right? And so, so many people, when we're talking about, I mean, a hot dog being a sandwich, so many people come back with the whole hot dog is a taco thing. And for me, the very base level of what a taco needs, ergo burrito, because I also believe a burrito is a kind of taco, but that should probably... Oh, no. Nicole is shooketh his No, no, that. no. <laughs> I I have heard this from many taco scholars. A burrito is simply a regional term for a taco. Alton Brown said that a burrito must be closed at both ends. But if you go to Juarez, Mexico, (laughs) there are a lot of restaurants that do not close their burritos. That might be the birthplace of the burrito. But I digress. I'm saying a burrito needs to have a tortilla. That is essential to burrito-hood. Like a log-shaped food cannot simply be called a burrito. If you make a log-shaped meatloaf. What is that? Just an, an all-meat burrito? Log loaf. It's a log loaf. It's a
0: log loaf. It's
1: a Yule log loaf. Oh, uh, you... <laughs> And so there's this whole kind of generation of foods that are taking these names uh, that is maybe something that might be more familiar to someone and kind of doing it under the guise of fusion food. Yeah. To try and cash in.
0: Yeah. Have you ever had a... What is it? Crazy fish sushi. Mm-mm. It is the most Americanized sushi you will ever see in your, in your, your world.
1: <laughs> and we both grew up on Americanized oh, sushi. Oh, my we gosh. Love it.
0: I'm not kidding. A piece of sushi is almost the size of my palm. That's how big it is. I love that. It's huge. It's fried. It has maybe like fourteen sauces on it. The fish, who knows where it's from? But that is like the epitome of like California style sushi to me. Mm -hmm. Just big American. Ah, that's the noise you make when you eat it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it
1: takes more than one bite to get through a piece of roll.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I don't. But I don't know sushi burritos. It's just none of it makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. It just it's just co opting a word. Yeah, because there's
1: there is something sort of different about because you could throw in American style sushi as part of that sort of fusion food complex, right? But to me, there's something uniquely different and worse about the sushi burrito, you know, that makes it different than that, because it's like the utility and the way that you actually eat the food is not well thought out. Yeah,
0: like like uh, omosubi, that is is a derivative of a sushi. That's a
1: sushi meatball.
0: Yeah. See, like that's okay. Like that. Like you can eat that on the go. Like comfortably. Like I ate it in my car. The yeah. Other so
1: omusubi day. is right. Like a rice ball that then yeah. has a piece of toasted nori or seaweed yes. wrapped around it. Yes. Very easy to eat. Awesome to eat. Awesome to eat. Great I, car food.
0: Uh, I had. I literally had a spicy salmon miso one two days ago.
1: Dude, I get the Umeboshi one when I go to uh, Mitsuwa Market.
0: Oh, Mitsuwa oh, Market. Oh, yeah, Sunny Blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, I think th- I think Americans should recognize that more so than a uh, quote-unquote sushi burrito.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, I got to respect these small business owners. Like, honestly, uh, yeah. like Kim Bob Rex, Joe Gosaki, like, I respect these people who are like, you know, I have this idea. People ain't buying my sushi normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to try and hit a pivot. What do people in California love to buy from trucks? They love burritos. So Big let's time. just do it. But, like... The actual utility of eating the food to me is so bad. Like you're yeah. biting into this tough, cold seaweed. And then there's just su- like sushi ingredients spilling out of the butthole end of this thing. I am
0: on the same page And as it's you. like,
1: I would buy sushi from a truck. If you just cut this, if you just cut your sushi burrito, it would be a sushi roll. It would be a maki roll. Yeah. In Japanese. And I would love to buy that. But like, I understand the economics of you not being able to do that. And it bums me out.
0: We need omosubi trucks.
1: We need omosubi trucks.
0: Okay. What about... Korean barbecue tacos.
1: Okay, so, th- I mean, that's a good point. That's where fusion food goes incredibly right. Not that yeah. either you or I are, like, the arbiters of when no. this thing is good or bad.
0: I love that stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that can, you know, be credited pretty directly to Roy Choi, yeah, founder of Kogi, a huge fan of his. To me, his food defines L.A. Uh, more than any other single chef's food, I think. Mm-hmm. Started Kogi in 2008. Uh, you know, he grew up in a huge Latino neighborhood in L.A., and Korean food... Just like people won't buy sushi from a truck's back in the day, despite LA having a huge Korean population, you know, no one viewed. Well, I'm not going to say no one, but you know, um, a
0: small major- a small amount. Yeah,
1: Korean food is uh, pretty insular. It served yeah. the community. There weren't a ton of people from outside the Korean f- community who would go seek Korean food, and a lot of that is because a lot of the dishes are, you know, they're they're very homey, and they also take a lot of labor to make. Yeah, so it's absolutely. not something you can slang out of a truck because yeah. you got all the banchan. There's a lot of long cooked stews, mm-hmm. and so Roy Choi is the one who you know made it very sort of accessible to this large mainstream audience. And he went like super social media savvy on it, documenting where the trucks were on Twitter. But then even that, it spawned so many imposters.
0: So, oh my gosh, so many.
1: So many. I mean, there's so many different Korean taco trucks that are just slinging teriyaki sauce on steak tacos. <laughs> and you know, you know, from Roy Choi's perspective, this is coming from a very, very authentic place. And I know the A word is something that's like pretty troublesome to ever use because what does authentic even mean? Like, I our, thought you
0: were thinking of the other A word. I'm like, what are What are A words? There's bad words that start with A. <laughs> what words? I don't I, know these words. I can't say it on the podcast. I'll get in trouble. Just bleep it. Maggie will bleep it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maggie bleep it. Nicole say it.
0: <laughs> oh, <my>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's coming from a very place i think we can even say (laughs) we're gonna lose tushy tushy literally makes products for your i I don't
0: know when someone says a word i just think (laughs) i'm sorry sorry.
1: (laughs) so i guess from that perspective like those are sort of the same two stories they're the same side of the coin right it's just someone who they have a food they like to make that people ain't buying enough of they got to hit the old rebrand on it but why do like I look at a sushi burrito and you just and hate I it. Just, I just hate it for some existential it. reason but then I don't know. Roy Choi like he lit- I went to Kogi Taqueria the other the day Actual it's,
0: store? Uh it's yeah. There uh, anymore. When I said
1: the other day, dude, this is that We're like talking February.
0: Yeah, that was like a, almost a year Because I ago. haven't been
1: inside of a restaurant since February. <laughs> oh my the other day was like <laughs> nine months ago. Anyways, <laughs> I was there. Uh, yeah, he closed the actual store down. But I love the brick and mortar in Palms so much. Grew up spending a lot of time in Palms. And he literally made a special that was grilled cheese with jalapeno, bananas, and kimchi in it. What? And I imagine he was under the influence of something that I would also want to be under the influence of when he oh, made that know. special. Dude, it was so good.
0: Oh my gosh. And
1: so I don't know if I'm just under the spell of Roy Choi or if that is truly a great combination of foods. But like, it's not like I'm, you know, this weird Puritan, like, oh, the Korean taco is from a somewhat authentic place because of his livid experience with the sushi bur No, this dude put bananas in a grilled <laughs> cheese and I was diggity down with it.
0: Yeah, I loved his kimchi french fries. <laughs> oh the yeah. Smothered french fries. Like, that's another perfect. Example of fusion food going yeah. right. Ooh, Habasheya Takaria. Have you heard of this place?
1: I have heard of it. So, this is kind of a similar story to Roy Choi, yeah. right? It's Ethiopian tacos. Yeah,
0: I love that idea so much. Dorawa and a taco.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it. it's so funny though. If you look at Ethiopian cuisine, I mean, everything is served with injera, right?
0: I am the biggest injera stand. Of all time. Why don't
1: you ever make me injera? Because
0: I don't know how to make it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That is an art form. Injera it truly is. cooking. It's teff, which is a, a very common uh, grain used in Persian cooking too. But oh um, really? We use it more as like a as like a diuretic kind of. Um, but they use it and the, they like ferment it like sourdough. Wait,
1: what see. do you mean is a diuretic? Uh, it helps you poop. <laughs> oh, that it does help you poop. <laughs> yeah, when you, so there's. The, There's a crazy story about Tef. Have we talked about this with Gwyneth Paltrow and Tef? No. Oh, my God. So this is my single favorite story of obviously cultural appropriation comes into play during all the fusion things. Who has the license to do what? I'm certainly no expert on it. But the ultimate revenge of cultural appropriation is Gwyneth Paltrow, Tef, and a bunch of rich white ladies pooping their pants. Oh, my God. So what happens? So what happens, um, Tef, right? It's a super drought-resistant grain that grows in Ethiopia Mm -hmm. used in their staple bread in Jera. But due to thousands of years of just like, you know, passed down wisdom, everyone knows that you use teff to make bread, which means it's fermented. Yes. So when you ferment things, uh, certain, you know, probiotics develop in it and, you know, it can prevent people from getting sick from certain things. Mm -hmm. Similar to cooking methods, like uh, if you eat raw taro, right? It's like, so it's poisonous. Yes. Cassava. Cassava, same thing. So that's why, you know, you boil it, you pound it, all that. So anyways, teff is always fermented into injera. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow via Goop was trying to find, quote unquote, the next quinoa, which has already like Decimated a lot of Bolivian farming communities. Big time, mm-hmm. yeah. And so they marketed teff as this new superfood. It's got all these nutrients, like and antioxidants. A grain to <laughs> just, eat just like amaranth. A, just like to eat like amaranth or rice or, or barley. Oh, just
0: amaranth. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so you get a bunch of you know rich white ladies buying teff as a new superfood, <gasps> boiling it into a grain, eating it with unseasoned chicken breast, and then the poop starts <gasps> flowing. I
0: did not know this. <laughs> yeah.
1: I remember I was writing a story about teff a long time ago um, because oh teff is this amazing crop that like. Uh, when the um, military, I believe it was called the Derg, was in power in Ethiopia, and there was a famine, Tef is what like raised them yeah. out of it because it's so resistant of a crop, and now it's just a bunch of Gwyneth Paltrow acolytes pooping their pants. Oh my god! So to me, you know, cultural appropriation—if uh, it is real—karma, I believe, has a way of exacting itself. That's on that. That's so funny. But I do. But the idea of Ethiopian tacos, like you know, if you were to make, I don't know, injera. <laughs> Tortillas.
0: I think they're. I, I really want to try this because this is brilliant. This whole concept is brilliant. Yeah. When you think about it, I just putting putting something in a taco. Mm-hmm. Do you think you can put anything inside of a taco or is there a limit?
1: Well, it's, it, God, it's, it, boys, food semantics coming to play again. Yeah. What's a taco? Because if you're considering, so there's a place, they're also a friend of the show. Shout out to Bombay Frankie Company. I went in oh, there and the oh chef my gosh. was like.
0: I went there one yeah. time. Wow. So good.
1: Oh, it's so good. So and so good. Uh, a Frankie is, I believe it's uh, uh, maybe a New Delhi street food item that okay. is like essentially. Like, like actually
0: like a, Frankie is a thing.
1: Yeah, they call them Frankie's. Oh,
0: okay. It's I a street thought it was guy's name. No, was no, no, no. <laughs> or I guess
1: it, it must be Mumbai because they call it Bombay Frankie. Huh. But anyways, um it's essentially like a, a paratha, I believe, or a chapati um mm-hmm. that's like, you know, super thin, which for all intents and purposes, it's a flour tortilla, like lavash, tortilla, yes. chapati, all this stuff. It's basically just rolled grain mixed with water and possibly fat. Yeah. Right? So that's pretty much a tortilla. And so, you know, they're taking these like, you know, large Indian flatbreads, filling it with delicious, you know, chana masala, which essentially, you know, frijoles refritos.
0: Same same same. Pretty much but Indian different. beans,
1: yeah. And so, you know, it's weird that you have to kind of reframe it as, you know, a burrito uh, instead of just, like, a Frankie because people don't know what that is. But, like, every culture has a sort of burrito-like yeah. Thing to it, or a taco-like thing to it. Yeah. Every time you take a piece of injera in Ethiopian food and dip it in the chicken tibs, the dora wat, you're making a little hand taco. You're making
0: little lokmes. You're the lokmes. Yeah, lokmes. Yeah. Uh, for people that don't know what a lokme is, lokme means little bite in Farsi, and like it's just bread plus every single thing on your plate, and you make a little bite and then you eat it, or you give it to someone you love.
1: Yeah, but it's it's. <laughs> <laughs> do you give it? Do you just like make little bites and give it to someone you love?
0: Yeah, like for the little kids Aww. at the table, you make them little lokmes.
1: Oh yeah, go that is such an awesome like act of love. Like I I know what's going to create the best flavor combination. I want you to have yeah this yeah in your mouth.
0: Always, always that's beautiful.
1: <laughs> and I love any food that you can eat with that idea of logme in mind. Of yeah. like there's here's like a pickle, here's a condiment, here's a thing, and you just combine it all together to create yeah. the perfect thing. Also, I'm on a search for the you should know this for the best uh, kashke badam john, uh, which is my my, my single house. favorite dish. Really. Mm- do, Have I had your mom's you cash mom, bottom John? Do you
0: just want my mom to make dinner one time? And yes, that's
1: all I want is your mom to cook for me. Meggie's literally nodding from the sound booth because she want... wants to.
0: Okay, I'm going to make Mary. It's Maggie. the best Mary. thing. It's like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mary. <laughs> that's how my mom would say her name. <laughs> Mary, you want cash ke bottom, June?
1: <laughs> she Jewish? She's Jewish. Good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but, like, what about. You know, like tostadas is something that's really, really popular mm-hmm. in like Latin cuisine. How do you feel about people making like poke tacos and ta- like Taco Sumajay, which is a place in Westwood? Yeah. They do they do like a tostada slash taco that has poke oh, in there. How to do you feel about poke? that?
1: Okay, so poke. I I did this whole kind of food tour across Hawaii for a yeah. week that was sponsored by a company that was doing this whole thing and it was all about like restoring native agriculture and aquaculture to Hawaii. How
0: cool. It was
1: so cool. Um, But so poke literally means to like dice or cut into cubes, right? Yeah. And so that is what most poke is. And a lot of it we think of as ahi tuna, salmon. Salmon has its own story where it was some, salmon was never even eaten as sushi in Japan until this Norwegian marketing exec really? was trying to, yeah. Wow. Was basically just like trying to move the salmon. He was like, yo, I'm going to walk into, you know, these like fish auctions and start slurping raw salmon and convince people you can do it. (gasps) Wow. So before that, it wasn't even a thing. So it's weird that salmon is now in poke, but even ahi tuna being in poke was really interesting because that didn't come around until, you know, Japanese deep sea fishermen off the coast of Hawaii started moving there and fishing. But if you go to the roots of poke, um, it's, you know, native Hawaiians catching reef fish and then they need something to eat on the boat. And so they would just take off the raw meat on the reef fish and they would mix it with salt, which is, you know, preservative. Mm-hmm. And also like ogo, which is a type of seaweed yep. and kukui nut. Uh, and, you know, they would just eat that. And so there wasn't even fish big enough necessarily to make these large cubes of fish. And it was like strictly marinated to try and kill the bacteria. So there's this really awesome native dish called lomi oio.
0: Doesn't lomi lomi mean massage? Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, yeah, instead yeah.
1: of poke, which is to cut lomi, they would just...
0: Pound. pound it. Uh, and cool. so that's
1: like the origin of poke. But then you have these Japanese influences. So that's already a fusion cuisine coming in with the addition of soy sauce instead of just, you know, the native Hawaiian mm-hmm. salt and all that. Uh, but now, poke, for some reason, has become so popular that in the US, every poke restaurant is like a Chipotle. It is. Yeah.
0: It's raw fish chipotle.
1: It's it's just yeah, it's just raw fish chipotle, <laughs> which chipotle already had food outbreaks. Yeah. So I don't know how these places <laughs> aren't. But you get a steaming hot bowl of rice, which you typically not in Hawaii, typically not eating poke on rice. You don't even rice. eat it
0: with rice. Yeah.
1: No, it's just like a thing. And so you're getting on a steaming hot bowl of rice and then the fish isn't marinated. So it's not killing that bacteria. They're just squeezing spicy mayonnaise on top of it, which is like pretty common in Hawaii, too. And I really dig it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's poke Is already a fusion food on top of a fusion food that is now being kind of co-opted and spread to the masses. And now people are taking that and they're putting it in tacos, (laughs) which is already just like a ceviche tostada.
0: It's ah! also see, it's cyclical. It's It's like weird. Like food is just it like goes through so many different hands and so many different channels that at the end of the day, it turns into what it was trying to not be. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It is. It's so weird. There's,
1: there's like no stopping the hands of time for moving around the clock <laughs> when it comes to food. And so why even bother? Why even talk about it? But for me, like I love sort of documenting the rise and fall of these things. And another thing with regards to, you know, Sushi burritos and poke, people just want that flavor of Americanized sushi.
0: Who doesn't? I love America. I I used to be so anti. Like, I would just pick... I don't want to go to these, like, small little crappy Mm -hmm. places in Studio City or, like, Woodland Hills. But now... Oh my gosh. It's like, yeah. I'm passionate about going to these little strip malls and getting the sushi that I know I deserve.
1: Agreed. It's <laughs> it's the same way I feel about Korean tacos. And especially, you know, being from Southern California, living in LA for the last like 10 years or whatever, you know, I feel very like impassioned about that sort of representing the city, you yeah. know, and how awesome it is. Like it was meant to like bring food to the masses, marry cultures together, inform people about a certain culture. That's the way I feel about what we would maybe call Americanized sushi, which...
0: California roll,
1: California Philadelphia
0: roll. roll. Uh, is Dude, there a Miami there, roll? they are
1: <laughs> deep. I've seen some Miami rolls. They got like mango and like olive oil on it. I don't yeah. know. Um, but uh, funny thing is a lot of this Americanized sushi has a lot of Korean roots to it because there were a lot of Korean restaurateurs who started sushi mm-hmm. bars in LA. And so you get all these like dishes that you see pop up across sushi menus that have nothing to do with Japanese food. Like, do you know what a monkey brain is?
0: Never seen that before. Is or, it like baked salmon? What about like a heart attack? Uh, have you've
1: seen a heart attack I've one? seen dynamite. Dynamite is a great example. Yeah,
0: I don't know about all that stuff. It's just like a baked scallop roll, right? That's yeah,
1: so it's it? like a California roll with scallops and mayonnaise bruleed on top.
0: Oh my gosh. It's
1: the best thing in the world. Oh my gosh. And then, But a monkey brain is basically like spicy tuna stuffed inside of a mushroom cap and then baked.
0: No, but I have seen a jalapeno pop. Okay.
1: That's called a heart attack. Is
0: that a heart attack? That's a heart attack. Okay, so you scoop out the jalapeno and then you just like shove. <laughs> you take a piping bag full of spicy tuna And you just shove it in there to the brim. And then you always also put a little bit of cream cheese and then you deep fry it. Yeah. That's a heart attack?
1: That's called I've seen it listed as a heart attack. Some places might have it as different things.
0: I'm on the record saying I love heart attacks. I love
1: heart attacks. (laughs) We're pro heart attack here. I love heart attacks. But that's literally this like Korean, American, Japanese fusion. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so interesting. Dude, next time you're at a sushi restaurant in LA, like flip to the back where you have like, you know, extra side of wasabi, extra side of rice. See if they have a side of kimchi. Because I've seen a lot of restaurants that almost no, be, like, never. 75 cents kimchi, and, like, you know it's <gasps> someone's grandma making it in back.
0: No way. Yeah. I've never seen... There's have... a
1: couple spots in Burbank that you no can get. No way. Uh, that's so Ramen. Uh, oh, so, you can ramen. get a side of kimchi.
0: Kopan Ramen is the dankness. Yeah. To
1: me, that's always, like, the Korean restaurateurs being, like, we're, this is the bat signal. <laughs> like, that we're going to let people know, like, yo, like, this is, this is Korean food right here. Like, we're making ramen because people, you know, weren't buying... Uh, which is like a Korean noodle soup. No. But yo, here the kimchi is at the side.
0: Something called Tony Bologna's pizza.
1: Oh, we yeah, we can't talk about fusion food without talking about Tony okay. Bologna's. I
0: don't know what Tony Bologna's is. And I'm oh. sorry, tell me about it. Oh, I
1: gotta educate Educate you. me. So, are you familiar with uh, uh, Food Insider? Insider Food. Yeah, sure, called?
0: sure, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They have created so many of these viral videos on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook, and they will go and just find the craziest restaurant dishes, and it's these large cheese poles of a sandwich that has 90 mozzarella sticks stuffed in it. <laughs> Tony Bologna's, to me, is the first place that I saw doing these very consistently. One of the things they did was they <laughs> just had a pizza that they just arranged, like, 90 tacos around, Ooh. which, like... Sounds like a great idea. I love to eat tacos. I love to eat pizza. I don't know if they necessarily need to be on top of each uh-huh. other. But they always slap tacos on top of pizza and then put like a giant pile of guac in the middle of this pizza. And they're uh-huh. like, it's a taco pizza now. And so Insider Food goes there and like, Tony Baloney's created the craziest, wackiest thing. But they're like... Shotgun methoding this fusion food thing. Now they made something recently. Where are called, they? They're in New Jersey, which okay. when we were mentioning this, shout out to Amy Stifle, who is a mythical crew member who just <laughs> said, oh, my God, they would be in Jersey. I assume Amy is from Jersey. I have nothing against Jersey. Um, I, I do enjoy Bruce Springsteen. So Jersey people don't come at me. Um, but, yeah, they recently made a thing that they called a God, pizza burrito. Something, and I thought they were going to, again, like the sushi burrito, put pizza ingredients inside of a burrito. Okay. They took a whole pizza, and they shoved a bunch of pasta and chicken no. parm. And then they just, <laughs> you see this no. man's hands, this artisan who lovingly created this pizza at his restaurant, the Tony Bologna himself, and he just crushes the pizza to Shut roll it up like a burrito. Up.
0: That's like the Taco Town sketch in SNL. Yeah, 100%. We put a chalupa inside of a taco, inside of a blueberry pancake, <laughs> inside of a crepe, inside of a pizza. That's gross. Yeah. I'm sorry. Tony I mean, Lani's, that's gross.
1: I mean, like, it, all the flavors would make sense, but, like, there's so many questions. To all of these need to be in the same food. Is it a burrito by any stretch of the imagination? Or are you just no. capitalizing on this fusion food trend? Why not make a freaking calzone?
0: No. I just call it a calzone. Just
1: pretty, but like you could have easily just folded the dough raw and baked it and it would have tasted better and that's an established dish called a calzone.
0: This is so silly. Let me it see. is actually crazy to me. Let me read some of these other things that Tony Bolognese has made. K- yeah, I'm mad. Okay, K-pop mic drop. Black sesame crust. Off to a great start. Great start. Gochujang bulldog fire cheesy fried chicken or fried cauliflower thin sliced scallion. That sounds good.
1: I would probably really enjoy my time at Tony Bologna's. That sounds good.
0: Uh, Bangkok Boardwalk, Pad Thai, fried chicken or cauliflower, fresh jalapenos, cilantro, roasted peanuts, and toasted sesame seeds. We get the Thai pizza from CPK all of the time.
1: I love CPK. Uh,
0: <laughs> but why do. does
1: Tony Bologna's instigate some sort of rage inside wait, me? Wait,
0: wait, wait. One more, one more. <laughs> Jewish cowboy Ooh, trademarked. Hit
1: hit is-, <laughs> is, is Tony Bologna Jewish? Is Bologna
0: bologna <laughs> Bologna Stein. Uh, this is funny. Jewish cowboy, eight hours smoked brisket seitan, Passover sauce. What, what is that? What's Passover you have sauce? You Josh, Nicole, and Meggie. Three Jews are just like, huh? <laughs> uh, beet horseradish, <laughs> Havarti, and parsley.
1: I'm still so stuck on Passover sauce. What
0: is Passover I, sauce? A, uh, the blood of the firstborn. The bu- <laughs>
1: just firstborn the, the saltwater tears <laughs> that you dip in parsley <laughs> and you splash it on the pizza a little bit. But no, fusion pizza is another one of those things. Like these fusion tacos that is trying to take you know ingredients that people may not be familiar with and then put them on a pizza. One of the most fascinating restaurants that I ever went to. I wish I could remember the exact name, but it was in a two-story Korean strip mall. Uh-huh. I stumbled upon it on Instagram and I wrote a story about it for a magazine. Uh, but it's in a two-story Korean strip mall just surrounded exclusively by cosmetic stores.
0: Okay, that's why which, I know it's good. Yeah,
1: you can, that's picture, it's good. <laughs> you, you can picture the exact place that I was in in K-Town. Oh, big time. And this place was probably a 100-seat restaurant serving waffle pizzas. And oh, it well, was, that's
0: a big thing, isn't it? I don't
1: waffle know. Pizzas? I th- I was trying to, like, interview the owner, and there was a bit of a language barrier. But he was, like, this 20-year-old guy that moved straight from Seoul to L.A. because he had this awesome idea to make waffle pizzas, you I
0: remember ma- this place. I saw yeah. it on Food Insider. Probably. I think it was just
1: called Seoul Waffle Pizza.
0: Yes, I think I remember it exactly.
1: I wrote about it first. I you was did? friends with the owner first. You... Oh,
0: cool! But nobody
1: read the stuff that I wrote. I'm sorry. Uh, shout out for working for a traditional print magazine. That <laughs> that's an industry on the rise. Uh, <laughs> anyways, the point is, I was I was interviewing this guy. I was like, "Is this a traditional Korean street food? Is mm-hmm. this something that you've seen in Seoul?" And he was mm-hmm. just like, "No." And I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh, well, you know, I know I've seen like bubble waffles and stuff. reach Korea is this influenced by that." And he was just like. Nah, man, I kind of just made it up. And I was like, whoa, well, like, what was, the, also... what was the thought process? And he goes like, well, I was trying to think of a way to make pizza healthier. <laughs> and I was like, Doug, you are making like bulgogi, cheese, corn, mayonnaise, waffle pizza. <sighs> and your impetus was to make it healthier. And he was <laughs> like, yeah, waffles are light. And I was like, what is going on here? But it was this kind of just very candid, authentic moment of like, this person didn't have a trending algorithm on his radar of, I want to get Food Insider here. I want to get on Instagram. He also wasn't trying to make some authentic dish. Like, yeah, I know I can introduce bulgogi. Not that Ellie needs to be introduced to bulgogi, but, you know, there was like almost no sort of thought process behind it. It was just like (laughs) time passes. People make new things. This dude made waffle pizza because healthy.
0: Serendipity, I guess.
1: Serendipity. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think what we learned today is uh, fusion food. Hit or miss. Hit or miss. Yeah. Some people are going to do a really good job and you're going to capture the hearts of millions. And then other times you're going to have two bitter, angry <laughs> podcasters being upset at the fact that you put raw fish and called it a burrito.
1: That's true. Yeah. I, I leave this whole thing with. <sighs> so, Nicole. Yes. Time, no matter what, it just it passes linearly. That's what I Sure believe, does. Right. But as the population grows larger and larger, we simply see more outliers. Okay. This is honestly where my mind goes after that whole discussion. One, I want some poke bowls and <laughs> put that in a burrito. But two, like, as, like an astronaut. <laughs> as time passes, the population grows. We see more and more outliers. We're going to see more and more weird things, yeah. and the internet amplifies those things. And then our podcast amplifies our rage about said <laughs> things. But when it comes down to it, it's just, it's just like small businesses trying to make money and trying to make new things. And you know, some of it's good, some of it's bad. Some I think comes from a genuine place. Some doesn't. But Yo, if it tastes good in your mouth, uh, keep, keep eating it. Eat it. Eat it. Eat it, you dummy. Eat it. <laughs> All right, Nicole, we've heard what you, and I have to say and Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling around there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call... Opinions, Opinions are like casserole. <laughs> and I am your father. <laughs> he does not say, Luke, I am your father. He says, no. I am your father It is an often misquoted line
0: I'm Bane (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay You merely adopted the casserole I was born into it
0: Molded Molded by by it
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) He's so hot Have you seen that movie where he plays the like Very legendary Tom Hardy Uh, Oh yeah He's
0: he's Bane Yeah What I'm gonna watch that movie He's like
1: very famously Bane I don't know (laughs) He played. He was in this movie. It's on Netflix. Uh, one of those where, like, you know, you, you get all drunk in college and you watch a of your friends. He you played this legendary British criminal. There's a scene in it. Oh where, yeah, I know the guy. Yeah. He's famous. He's super famous. He
0: married. He married a lady recently.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh.
0: He has suitors.
1: There's a scene where he uh, just gets naked and rubs himself down in butter. This is a food he's angle, a, Maggie. Don't he, worry. He's
0: a boxer. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. He
1: was a boxer. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I know all about him. Yeah, but I've, I'll never forget the scene in the movie where Tom Hardy's naked, rubbing himself down in butter, and he's like, "All right, come on, boys," and they start fighting a bunch of police anyways we should probably get into some food first up we got at the kevin kevin (laughs) fish sticks are seafood boneless wings (laughs) yeah well hold on hold on hold on are there seafood bone full wings are there seafood wings that are full of bones
0: Yeah, it's called a a freaking whole fish.
1: (laughs) Just just a fried whole fish is the standard boneful seafood wing. You don't call a chicken boneful chicken. (laughs) No, but I'm saying like uh, fish sticks are to chicken nuggets as... No. Hold on. No, 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 I'm, I'm getting somewhere. Fish sticks are to chicken nuggets as like fish and chips fried fish is to a chicken tender. No. There is no equivalent. There is no boneless wing of fish because we don't typically eat a fried you know, boneful fish. Unless you're talking about like a whole yellowtail collar. You ever
0: had a Branzino butterfly?
1: Yeah, but like, you, do you eat that with the, with your hands?
0: Uh, am I not
1: supposed to? <laughs> Wait, no, I guess I do too. I pick at it. Yeah, I guess fish sticks are boneless wings.
0: Dachini Japanda says, breakfast burritos need more love. They are amazing in New Mexico and can- canada and california but yeah those canadian
1: poutine breakfast burritos
0: <laughs> mediocre everywhere else yeah man people need to understand the beauty of a breakfast burrito because i love breakfast i like breakfast tacos more than burritos because Whoa. i like to pick it up and shove pick and shove pick and shove
1: i breakfast tacos it's something that i should love but to me a breakfast burrito is so much better it holds its heat better it's more of an adventure this
0: is you where know? we differ
1: yeah uh but yeah i think like people from new york they they have the bacon egg and cheese
0: yeah, we right? don't have that. We
1: don't have that. And so it's kind of just like a regional thing where I think in California, you got your breakfast burrito. In New York, you got your bacon, egg, and cheese. And, you know, I think they're fine without having it. You can have People can have their own things. At Turner Bryson, I think KFC is overrated. It's way too greasy and just, ugh, you know?
0: Uh, say that to my dad. <laughs> he loves KFC and he gets it like once a month. And uh, he would be mad that you said that.
1: Don't make Nicole's dad angry. You won't like him when Morris he's angry. Morris is
0: the best. Uh yeah. KFC isn't that good. I mean, uh, go to a local fried chicken joint. Yeah, please.
1: Yeah, even like a local chain, like Louisiana Fried Chicken in LA. I've never had
0: Louisiana. Fried it's all
1: across like South LA. I've
0: had churches.
1: Church is, I Church like churches, I like Church's chicken. I, I think it, all this comes down to consistency. Like, if yeah. you took the best piece of KFC versus the best piece of something else, KFC does have a really unique seasoning blend mm-hmm. that just creates a very unique taste, and they pressure fry it, and it's good. But, like, there's so many times where I've gone to KFC, and I've gotten just this, like, wet, greasy yeah. dough ball. And so, yeah, I mean, people uh, – restaurants expand very quickly, and you lose quality – Popeye's, I mean, I've always been a Popeye's stand Before the chicken yeah. sandwich. I don't want to be that like, I like Popeye's before it was cool, but I, I did.
0: I like never like sought out fried chicken like that. I like Gus's yeah. and I like honey kettle. And I like are...
1: the El, El Pollo Loco. I know it ain't fried. I
0: but... love Josh, you know I love El Pollo Loco. And if I could eat fast food, I would eat El Pollo Loco.
1: Yeah, every every day. If Is there was there a fast right food right restaurant every day. Yeah, oh, there's a great El Pollo Loco on Burbank. Why don't we
0: ever get El Pollo Loco? We should. Okay, next time yeah, we're ordering next El Pollo Loco. Time. Margot Watt says... Sriracha and soy sauce are the best way to marinate a steak. Uh, I don't marinate my steaks. I no, just season them with uh, salt and pepper, and I give them a good sear.
1: Yeah, I, I love a good. Su- I'm not one of those people who's like, you only want to taste the quality of the beef, because not like I, I love flavor on steaks, but sure. I will almost never marinate them because they change the cooking process. Like sriracha yeah. has garlic and sugar, which is going to scorch in a pan, mm-hmm. so you can't get as high of a heat. Like if I'm doing Korean barbecue, like I love me some bulgogi sure, or yeah. bee or whatever. Um, but no, I, I almost never marinate a steak, especially if you do a salty marinade on a steak, it kind of cures the beef and it changes the texture. Yeah. I and don't so like that either. I, I s- like
0: to just do rock salt. And yeah.
1: Pepper. i put some, yo, you know, what's pretty good. Trader Joe's schug. Oh yeah. Yeah. They got pre-made schug and it's not like anything like fresh schug for anyone. Schug is a, I believe a Yemeni hot sauce made yeah. with just a lot of pulverized herbs, spices and chilies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been putting that on my steak recently. At (laughs) pragmatist987, hate mayo, love, quote, some mayo-based sauces, e.g. yum yum sauce. (laughs) When people talk about yum yum sauce. What's
0: yum yum sauce? Okay, so
1: I've been trying to figure this out. Some people have said it is similar to a fry sauce that is mayonnaise, ketchup, and sriracha, but more people have been saying that it is from some Benihana-like chain Mm -hmm. or maybe it's just a regional thing at these like Japanese teppanyaki steakhouses that they give you this like creamy white sauce to put on your stuff or to dip your stuff in and they call it yummy sauce I've never had it I don't really know what y'all are talking about
0: Yeah, I'm just upset that your name is pragmatist and you use the word hate
1: Yeah, you're supposed to
0: be pragmatic I
1: ain't very pragmatic Mm -mm. using the word hate Mm -mm. Mm -mm.
0: Mm -mm. friend of Dorothy Bornak says savory versions of traditional sweet foods are an abomination savory waffles ice cream etc uh uh no that's okay
1: there's <laughs> I, I see what they're getting at I think a lot of times people use salty sweet as too much of a blanket term to be sure. like this works cause it's salty and sweet yeah. and it's like well have fun with your ham and banana you
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> banana <But laughs> Candle, (laughs) banana
1: candle. Uh, but that said, like you look at something like ice cream, which we deal with this all the time in working on GMM because people ask, like, hey, is this thing possible to make savory? And you're like, well, no, because 90% of caramel has to be sugar for it to possibly be caramel. Like, molecularly, ice cream is kind of the same thing, yeah. You know, you need that sugar to sort of drop that melting point. And so, no matter what savor you add to it, it's gonna be hella sweet. Waffles, on the other hand.
0: I love savory waffle. Girl,
1: you can put anything in a waffle. I can
0: put anything in a waffle.
1: I will put anything in a Cheddar,
0: waffle. Cheddar, chive, sour cream waffle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. At I am Phantom four four two dipping a peanut butter sandwich in Spaghettios, something my grandfather and I enjoyed as a kid.
0: Aw, you guys are gross.
1: I am happy. <laughs> Your grandpa's disgusting. <laughs> no, this this sounds good to me. I no, not good, doesn't. not good, not good. Okay, so I don't like Spaghettios. I like the idea of. SpaghettiOs are literally just overcooked pasta floating in sugary tomato soup, mm-hmm. right? Like it, if you taste SpaghettiO juice, if you if you eat boneless SpaghettiOs with just the juice, it is the same thing as Campbell's tomato soup with maybe a little bit of extra corn syrup in it. So you dip sandwich in tomato soup, dip in a grilled cheese in there. To me, American cheese. I've already told you about this weird formative food experience I had when I was seven years old no. where I was at a babysitter's and they were watching yes. nine hours of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. And I ate a sandwich and I couldn't tell if it was American cheese or peanut butter. Yeah. And I kind of stand by that. Sometimes you can't tell if it's in the dark.
0: No, I can tell.
1: <laughs> Maybe I was seven and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but that's always <laughs> held in my mind. And so I would dip a peanut butter sandwich in spaghetti. as your grandpa ain't that gross.
0: Eniadi says, what is something you can eat daily for life that is grown from the ground? This is not an opinion. Correct, babe. This is not an opinion. Uh, <laughs> something that's grown from the ground? Uh, carrot? Cause, but my skin would turn orange.
1: What is the. So
0: maybe onion? What, oh, maybe what is potato. this asking? <laughs> David is asking, what is something you can eat daily for life that is grown from the ground?
1: Every day for your life that is grown from the ground. Potato,
0: potato, 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 potato. rice,
1: tobacco, some boiled tobacco leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: I mean, Sugar to, tomato,
1: Tomatoes. Like, if you're talking about your favorite plant to eat, tomatoes for me are just. Trevor, Trevor came back from the Whole Foods. With a box of cherry tomatoes, and no, I just had a lovely time. They're grown from the ground, right? They're grown on vines, so that comes from the ground. No,
0: that no. That's ground he ca- beef. He's talking about tubers. Beef grown from the ground. No.
1: He's talking about tubers no. exclusively? <laughs> uh, taro, poi. No, 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 he's talking about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know because I know this person very well. Uh, they're About things that grow from the ground, not like things that like exist in the ground that you pull out. Oh, yeah. Not Beats. a beets. Temper-
1: <laughs> uh ramps <laughs> uh cassava H- jicama i eat all those things daily
0: <laughs> this is the best thing ever what, what a, a great
1: question d thank you <laughs> all right at etfp cumin is a high tier s rank spice what is s i don't know is that a video game reference or something I don't probably know, but this
0: is also my friend eric <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have now gotten to the nicole's friends section <laughs> of the program. this
0: is my fr- like this whole next section is all people I well, with. well we're doing it what is s rank hold on s rank uh a ranking originating from academic grading in japan used to describe a level superlative to grades such as abc uh
1: thank you for that obscure reference a++. To, to japanese academia
0: <laughs> i don't know okay so that means it's good
1: Cumin in its best application is maybe my favorite spice. Uh, really? Sichuan cumin lamb. It's in a lot of Uyghur cuisine, a lot of Xinjiang type stuff. Unbre- like cumin lamb. Wow, holy crap! That's fresh toasted, fresh pounded cumin. But the dusty cumin in a jar that a lot of people just sprinkle in chili mm-hmm. to me is like, boy, what an overpowering flavor that you know can can go really wrong sometimes. So in its best application, I agree.
0: I'm a big fan of cumin. Uh, lots of cumin in Persian cooking, lots of uh, cumin in um, any sort of Middle Eastern, mm-hmm. lots of Indian. Yeah. I love it. Cumin is wonderful, and I think it's underrated. I don't know if that means tier or not, but.
1: <laughs> I get down on caraway. Shout out to caraway. People
0: don't love caraway as much as they should.
1: Do caraway, great. Caraway, a lot, a lot bigger in Middle Eastern cooking than a lot I of. I like caraway a lot. Yeah. All right, at Lolo Rida, Is this your friend? Yeah. Hey, Lolo. <laughs> As I hope to meet you in person one day when this all calms down. I like to pickle extra sharp cheddar cheese. I'm equal parts proud and ashamed. <laughs>
0: what are you doing? <laughs> no,
1: that's smart, dude.
0: Pickling cheese?
1: What do you think feta is?
0: How do you? Oh. Oh. Let's well, see when the... you, you spit it like that, boss. <laughs> Looks like
1: the turns have tabled, huh? Listen,
0: boss, when you, when you spit it like that, yeah, it makes a <laughs> lot sense, you know? uh, I need to try this.
1: You're making America, American feta.
0: I think I need to try this because the way that you're explaining it makes a lot of <laughs> sense. Like the way Josh broke it down. At first I was like, Ugh. but the way Josh <laughs> explained it, that actually sounds really good. Yeah. You, can, you know my address. Ship it. M H R seven nine 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 eight says a boiled hot dog should be a sin. Uh, no, boiled hot dogs are good. I mean, my favorite way of cooking a hot dog is splitting it down the center like four times
1: ruins the integrity. Shut
0: up! I'm not done! <laughs> I'm not done! And then you take a, a squirt of canola oil and then you make the pan super, super, super hot and then you throw it on and then you make sure it gets almost burnt on one side and then you flip it over and then you lightly bur- lightly uh, sear that side. And that's my favorite way to eat a hot dog. I like mine crispy.
1: To me, the beauty of a hot dog is that it is in its intact tube shape.
0: But well, mine, mine is in minus two, but like you make little slits.
1: Oh, you score it that way. I thought you meant I, I thought you meant butterfly. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I don't butterfly mm. it. I score it. So it I split. score the
0: centers four times because even uh, on their sides to hot dog. Yeah, on yeah. Place.
1: Okay, I get down with that. I get. To, yeah, I know about hot dog sides. Uh, <laughs> no, I drop mine in lukewarm water, let it sit for half an hour. Don't even boil it. Just kind of lightly poach it and then I stuff it in a bun and then I wrap that in foil and then you gotta keep the hot dog a little bit wet then you put that in the (laughs) oven for five minutes (laughs) then you take it out, let it rest for five minutes there's so much going on this is an extra idea. what I'm saying is I love a steamed hot dog you know, I think that's what makes hot dog cart hot dogs so good is the bun is steamed the hot dog, the water from the hot dog like literally steams the bun from the inside out and to me, that's my favorite hot dog the bread gets a little bit wet from the mustard and the relish juice Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love me a good steamed hot dog it's like a french dip with hot dog water
0: I'm going to get you some hot dog water in a perfume bottle so you can spritz it uh, on sides.
1: You know me. So cool. At Virginia Anzen Gruber. I love black olives, in all caps. Everyone seems to hate them, but I stand a misunderstood star. They have been maligned. Recently, <laughs> black olives, because other olives are seen as cooler. When I was a kid, I thought that, like, green <sighs> olives were fancy. They are. And now everyone's on, like, oh, I love... Uh, Castelvetranos are the yeah. sexy olive in town it is a
0: sexy olive nah
1: black olives to me are better like less olives. acid more fruitiness
0: I love all olives I'm a mix if you if I, if I, you see me at the olive bar <laughs> I am knuckles deep in the mixed olives <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't like that I don't like that imagery of Nicole knuckles deep in anything
0: I love olives of all shapes of all sizes of all brines of all you know what I love those old wrinkle booty black olives that are I think they're oil cured the cured
1: yay. Yeah, 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 oh. yeah.
0: Wow, those uh, are dang. I
1: had a bunch of those when I was in Israel. I Those are too potent for me. I love a nice meaty serignola.
0: Mm, serignolas the, the are very good. fat
1: boys, you can eat it like a plum. Plum. I just eat the olive like a plum. <laughs> uh, no, I dig one of the biggest scams on menus, but also I order it a lot because I do enjoy them, mm-hmm. is the $9 uh, marinated olive plate. Oh,
0: I never do that. We're
1: like, yo, yeah, we put a little bit of orange zest from directly from the cocktail bar on the olives. Now you owe me uh, $13 I plus tax and tip. I never do that.
0: No, no, no. I do it
1: when I'm feeling like, Mm,
0: the best I'm on way, the, town. the best, what we do at a lot of our parties, our, our Persian parties is there's just a platter of like pickles and olives. So you take your whiskey and then you like just take a handful of olives and just go.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Azul 360, dunking brownies <laughs> with barbecue sauce is delicious and I stand by it. Don't stand by that. That's well, weird.
1: I, I know I'm always the one who's like, I can see it, but I can kind of see that. I don't know. Barbecue sauce is so sugary as it is.
0: Yeah. I can't. I can't wrap my head around it. It just, it's, it's, you know, that it's that sensation of throw up.
1: Oh yeah. It, that would that be very throw, like throw up. Uh-huh. That
0: tastes like throw up.
1: But you have also been on the record of saying throw up tastes kind of good. Like not <laughs> eating your own throw up, but that throw up taste is somewhat enticing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've said that before. I was
1: watching. Oh my God. Are you watching Emily in Paris?
0: No, but I saw a little snippet of it. She seems so annoying. in the Oh first my way. God.
1: She is the best. I love her so much. I love this show. Everyone is hate watching it right now. And I, and I am just full love watching it.
0: Parlez-vous Francais un petit? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all that. And, like, she's supposed to be an influencer, but she got, like, 46 followers. And it doesn't really make a ton of sense, but, boy, do I love it. Everyone's so sexy in the show. All of them. Oh, anyways, I was saying this there's a scene where there's a perfume noser or whatever. Uh-huh. And they're like, the perfume must smell like booty hole because that is what give it the allure.
0: Yeah, ambergris. And that, actually, what? ambergris is will throw up.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's like a big thing. Like sometimes, you know, you gotta eat the barbecue sauce with the brownie. It tastes like throw up, but because it makes you a little horny or something. That's that's what I got from this show, Emily in Paris. Can we say horny, Maggie? I don't know. We'll see. Ah! Well, wow, horny's up in the air. Hor- but horny's such a fun teen term these days. I, I'm not talking about horny teens. I'm saying, like, they, they use it as, like, they use it, like, metaphorically. Like, I'm horny for Biden doesn't mean people want to, like, have sex with Joe Biden. It means that, you know, like, I uh, want liberal policies to be enacted.
0: I'm horny for Maggie, Biden. that
1: stays in the edit.
0: I'm horny for gay rights. <laughs> That's funny. I'm okay. horny
1: for DiGiorno. Speaking <laughs> of At Somoza says DiGiorno is not the best frozen pizza. Then what is DiGiorno? What, what is it? Don't tell me what it's not. I know what it is. It's Celeste. No, it's DiGiorno. It's Celeste. Oh, Mama Celeste. Mama yeah, she's the OG. I'm horny for Mama Celeste. <laughs> on that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. We got new episodes for you every Wednesday.
0: If you want to be featured on Opinions Are Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or nhandizada with the hashtag OpinionCasserole.
1: For more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on youtube where we launch new videos every week nicole compose yourself
0: and of course if you want to share your pics of your dishes hit us up on instagram at mythical kitchen
1: we'll see you next time keep being horny for politics kids